Dispatch. Packets of fire all around. Dear Chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into fire family life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your hosts, two seasoned firewives, Audra and Chelsea. All right. If you are a stay-at-home mom struggling with self-worth and identity, this episode might be for you. Today, we have invited Firewife Jessica. It's Toma, right? Correct. All right. A fit family fire to join us to talk about her experience as a firewife and fitness, but more importantly, how she was able to go from being pouring only into her family and being at the mercy of her husband's fire department to thriving as a mom and firewife. So welcome, Jessica. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. We're excited for being here. We're very excited. I love talking all things Firewife. That's good because that's what we're going to talk about. (laughs) So much to say. All right. Ready? This is Jessica Toma is a mother of three and Firewife of 10 years. If you've made it this far, that's impressive. When their first daughter was born, she and her husband made the decision that she would be a stay-at-home mom and remain home to raise their children. Shortly after having their second daughter, though, everything changed. Jessica had depleted herself by pouring into her family and living at the mercy of the fire department, which was unsustainable. In in an attempt to find herself again, she started an at-home fitness program and it changed her life. Not even knowing where it would lead, Jessica decided to take her passion for these programs one step further and become a coach in hopes of helping other moms. Boy. And I watch your stories and your reels religiously and I love them. They're very inspiring. I wish I had that uh, 10 years ago when I still had babies. Um, yeah, it was, it's, yeah. they're very fun to watch. Um, you're very entertaining. Thanks. I still said I didn't know I have, but I, it's like the creative side of me that I enjoy. I, never in a million years did I think I'd be creating reels. I know, you know, we were just chatting about this before, but TikTok, I'm, I'm not on TikTok. I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm above that generation, a little too old. So this when Instagram adopted reels, it's never something I thought I'd do. I actually avoided it for a long time if, when I started my business, but it's actually really fun when you can embrace it and accept who you are and and also share a message at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think Chelsea and I were kind of on the no reels tip for a while, and then yeah. now it's like, okay, uh, we're at the mercy of these these things. Yeah, you gotta yeah, do it. I'm still an anti lip syncing reel creator <laughs> because I just. I can't do it. It's hilarious. Like I should literally film myself trying to do it someday because oh. my teenagers are like, mom, just, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Oh, oh, it's so fun though. They're so fun. I love the voiceovers. I do all of those if I could, honestly, I think mm-hmm. they're so funny. And, but you know, my kids are younger, so they can't judge me yet. It will be curious. I'm curious to see what they're going to think when they're older. <laughs> Uh huh. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, our teenagers are like, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us more about you and your husband. Tell us about yeah. your life as a firewife. 
Yeah. So we've been married for 10 years, which is crazy. I don't feel old enough to be married for 10 years, but we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary in July. Uh, we were together two years prior to that. We were, we got married young. I was, um, 25 about to turn 26 when we got married and we just I think we met at a later stage in life later you know that's all relative but and we just kind of knew and had the same path and we're such a good balance for each other um we're similar in some aspects but also very very different um but I think in a good balancing way and he was working on the ambulance when we started dating so it's a different schedule where he's at i know every department's different um different schedules it was 12 hours he was doing night shifts um which is a, a whole beast in itself uh so i kind of already knew the lifestyle when we got married uh, i knew what i was in for i knew how passionate he was so it's never been um in the realm of possibility that he would do something else and Honestly, it wasn't terrible when we first got married because his work days were my alone time, were my girl nights, where you know I could work my schedule around it. But then you have kids, and it's a whole nother ball game. I mean, it's you lose your partner in parenting and sharing those tasks and responsibilities. It wasn't alone time anymore; it was just double work. Um, so we've been navigating that. I think we do really well. Um, as well as can be obviously there's ebbs and flows in just life but we're proud to be a fire family i'm so proud of him for everything he does and accomplishes and you know the care that he gives to all of his patients and you know just working even that's on the medical side but like he you know what he does every day i think he really does connect with a lot of people if you know my husband and anybody that works in the fire department he has a reputation for being just like the kindest most gentle firefighter he's six foot five he's huge but he's like a bear he hugs all of his patients <laughs> it's just like his calling he's in the right place so as hard as it gets we're in the right place and we as a family adapt and roll with the changes as you know you go from no kids to kids and then kids getting older there's just always a new challenge when it comes to this job but we're rolling with it and we're 10 years in so i'm proud of that so you're doing pretty good so Take us back to the beginning. You're a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. You're struggling. Kind of walk us through your yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, when I had my first daughter, uh, I was all in. Like I've always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. So really it was like the perfect mix, you know? And with their schedule, the perk of fire life is their home midweek. And so we had talked about that before our first daughter was home. And I was like, we can do trips when you have off days during the week and we can have those family times. It's, it's untraditional, but we can take advantage of that timing. So I was all in, I was set to do that and um, work around his schedule, right? I would be on call all the time and it worked after my first, there's like the adrenaline and it was new and I just loved it. And I wanted to go to the park and I wanted to be there for all of her activities and all her moments. And then we had our second daughter and kind of the same thing. And then slowly after my second, I just, I was exhausted. I lost the excitement of those little mom moments, which is, is such a sad thing to admit, but I just was so worn down by feeling like I had to provide for everyone all the time. And it was constant. And then you'd have in your mind that you would have this day off and then you'd get the call that they're not coming home. And you're like, I'm literally at rock bottom. If no one comes and relieves me right now, 
like this is a very low part or point in my life and I just I was there and I started following this girl on Instagram I wasn't I was not into social media I actually had deleted Facebook years ago my Instagram, I deleted all the time and brought it back. It didn't bring me joy. I don't need this. And then I'd bring it back because I was like bored. <laughs> um, and anyways, this random girl showed up and I slowly, her stuff just kept popping up in my feed and I didn't know her personally. And she had two kids and she was at home and she was doing these workouts. And part of it was getting in shape. I played soccer in college. I played my whole life from age four through my senior year of college. I'm an athlete and um, I'd always been physically active, but then since having my kids, I'm a mom now, so it wasn't a priority. So part of it was, yes, like I wanted to feel better. I needed more energy. I needed to remind myself of my strength, but more than that, I just needed something that was mine, that I could escape to no matter what. And that's what she was portraying because she was doing it in her living room. So I signed up. I started this program. I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. It was all by myself. I did in the living room. I pushed our coffee table to the side. I think I had two sets of weights. I was so out of shape. Oh my gosh, it hurt. I remember the first week, like I couldn't walk. It was so painful, but it was only four days. I went all in. I did it. And it was an eight week long program. And by the end of it, I kid you not, I just was a different person. I had energy. I had something for myself. And I always, at first when I started, cause I was like, you're a bad mom. If you work out, you know, when your kids are around or you take time away from them or if I'm not giving them full attention. So I'd try when they were sleeping. And then I was like, you know what, while they're napping, I should be able to eat by myself so I can work out while they're awake. And I started to shift my mindset and realize that when I did do that, I was so much happier for them. I had more energy. I appreciated those moments with them again. So it was kind of a slow roll, but it got that ball moving in the right direction of finding myself again, feeling like myself and really enjoying the things of motherhood that I wanted to enjoy, that I used to enjoy. I had lost sight of that. Yeah, I think every mom can relate to that um, at some point in their life when you just are like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. So you created this kind of community online of moms who are either struggling with or trying to find themselves um, in motherhood and through fitness, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and that didn't start. So I did the same program twice. This was August of 2018. And my daughter, my oldest was two, my baby wasn't even one yet. And then um, it, there's a business opportunity associated with these at-home workouts. And um, my coach didn't even ask me. She didn't even know I was doing the workouts. I didn't communicate with her. I did it solely by myself. And I just was changed. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I could represent this. I think I could share this with other moms. I have no idea. You know, social media scares me. I don't really know how to do this. I had no idea how to do this. But I was so passionate about it. Uh, and I was doing it anyways, that I was like, all right, I'll share some posts and start this business thing and kind of see what happens. And yeah, that's when it evolved into kind of finding a community. And I think I, um, I have succeeded in that because I've genuinely shared my journey. Um, if you follow me, I'm very real. I'm very authentic because honestly, it's exhausting to be anything else. And I think motherhood is messy. I think being a firewife is messy as hell. And if 
I'm not sharing that genuinely. It's really an outlet for me. I couldn't cover it up anyways. Like it's just not possible. So I created this community. I think of other moms who are like, I feel that way too. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm not crazy or a terrible mom, even when there's some days that you feel like it. And yeah, it just kind of evolved into that. Um, and who knew? I mean, when I was on Instagram before starting this business, I didn't think of it as a community. I thought of it as being a fly on the wall, looking and judging and comparing yourself to everyone else. Like I didn't realize that this platform can actually be used in a manner to connect you with women just like you all across the world. It really is an incredible opportunity that I think, you know, once you switch the lens of what you use this look at this platform through it, it is just a very different perspective and can be used in a very positive way. And that's what it's been for me because I do, I've built a community, yes, of women doing these workouts and whatever with me and uh, doing this business with me, but also I've connected with a lot of women who don't, they have other things going on. This isn't a good fit for them or they do other fitness things. And there's, we're still are connected. We still are a community. We still talk about things they share. I share, we just have conversations and it, it can be a really good outlet for, moms at home on nap times and nap yeah. schedules and you know pouring into our family all day and i think it's like you made such a valid point because you are so vulnerable and you really are your true self on your stories and in your reels mm -hmm. it's relatable so women feel that instant connection because they see you're not full of shit and you are telling the truth mm -hmm. and they're like oh my god okay yeah i I can relate to this and you know, this, this, this lady's for real. And I think there's a genuine need for that, especially on social media where you can actually see somebody's life and how they really are rather than, you know, the facade of this, you know, perfect Instagram family. And we all know that's not true. So I think you're doing awesome for just putting yourself out there and kind of, you know, showing real life because that's that's what we are all looking for is real life and something to relate to so your hubby it gets mandoed a lot yeah how's that Ugh. <laughs> um, you know what's so crazy is i talked to i talked to a lot of firewives different departments and it's kind of like the first question i ask people when we connect is like what's your schedule like are you mandatory a lot <laughs> like and it's crazy because you think it may be like something specific to your department it's not it's like a nationwide pandemic it's mm -hmm. awful i have met some that don't and i'm like are they hiring <laughs> uh, but for the most part it's all of us and it is it is arguably one of the hardest parts of the job and obviously our spouse is leaving is weighs heavily and the you know how much oh my spouse is looking through the window um it's it can be terrifying, you know, them being gone and the job that they do, but the weight and the anxiety associated with not knowing if they're going to come home or trying to schedule, especially when you're juggling like family life and your kids activities and like your alone time, if you will, like you're at the mercy of knowing I, okay, yes, I'm going to make this appointment with you, but I might cancel. And it's just, that anxiety can be very, very heavy. Um, I have conceded to the fact that any of the shifts that he is on, because for our department, you can only be mandatory if you're already on shift. Um, so I know 
when he's on shift, any in-between days the, or at the end of a go-around, he could be mandatory. And I just kind of accept that he's there. So I try not to schedule appointments then. Um, and that helps a little bit. It kind of is like set the bar really low, right? And if they come home, it's like a miracle. But to say that it's not a fix because it's still is hard on me. It's hard on my kids. It's hard on my husband. He's working constantly. They are all overworked and burned out and it's just not safe. It's not safe or healthy for any of them across the board, like physically, mentally, emotionally, um, even doing their jobs for their patients. It's just, it's, um, it's aggravating. It's really, really, really frustrating that it hasn't been resolved. I think when it started, it was like, okay, let's hold out. You know, there's the pandemic pandemic happened you kind of expected it right like this they're first responders this is we're, we're in this they are serving our community uh, we all have to do the best we can to get through this but the pandemic is easing out and we're still in the same place or it's not fire season and they're still mandatory and it's like how is their the staffing not resolved by now um so it's but going down that hole and that's my rant but going down that hole and this is the one thing i've learned in doing like doing my business really and working on my mindset through through physical activity is i have to i have control over feeling that way i cannot control whether he's going to be mandatory so i do a lot of work um on creating the right mindset around being grateful for what we do have and being grateful for this job and the opportunity and the fact that he did have a job during the pandemic or whatever lens you want to look at it through, but really having to shift my mindset to accept it for what it is and be really, really hopeful that one day it'll stop because it's, it's just not sustainable, I think, for, for any of them. Everybody's at risk with the craziness. Okay, I want to go back to you don't schedule appointments when he's not home. Yeah. I want to I want to explore that for a second. Yeah. Um, because for me, having been married to a Cal Fire firefighter for 15 years, yeah. I just don't depend on him being here at all ever. Um, <laughs> like, we don't schedule appointments around his schedule. I used to do that. I did that very early on in our relationship. And I found that it really just did not work. Yeah. So I guess my question is... If you were to schedule appointments based on your own availability, how how does that feel on your husband's side? Or has he ever related to you how that all looks for him? Because I know on my side, it kind of feels like my husband's like, but wait a second, I'm here too. Mm -hmm. It's tricky, you know? Yeah. You know, we, um, I think we, we talk a lot, which we have really good communication. Not when he's on shift. I don't love talking on the phone, but when he comes home, it's chaos and the kids go to bed and we are very good about having like conversations, updates on life. Um, and honestly, I think we both have really conceded to the fact that this is, it's my role. Um, I think it just helps us in that. It does weigh heavy on me sometimes. Don't make it seem like, I don't want to make it seem like I, you know, have it figured out and I'm responsible for it all. Sometimes I get pissed off because I'm like, I have to, you know, we've, we've done years therapy also in and out. Like it's, I think everybody should do it, right? Not because anything was broken, but because you need to learn those ways to communicate with one another. And that was one of the things that we had to constantly work on is like, I feel like I was responsible for everything. And, um, and that word, everything triggered him. Like you don't do everything I am around. I help and do things also. But what I was trying to portray is yes, but it's when you're available. 
So I still have to carry the weight of remembering that the trash goes out on Wednesdays because you may or may not be here. You don't need to really remember that because that is my weight to carry. Um, and that's what I mean by everything. And so what we decided, we declared it in therapy is I manage everything. I do not do everything. And so managing is the scheduling and that, and then he, I kind of assign him tasks for lack of a better word. He's obviously responsible for certain things that aren't time sensitive, but as we know, most things in life, you know, the trash goes out when the trash goes out, like there's nothing you can <laughs> do about that. And you know, when the kids need appointments, they need appointments when you're on shift and I got to go to the doctor. So I think, um, I don't know if that really answers your question well, but we communicate easily and just kind of have really, uh, embraced our roles of, what works best for us to make it most seamless. Yeah. And I think you're in a, you're in the thick of it. I like to call it because you still have littles. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember being in that space. I stayed at home with my kids for nine years. So wow. I was really in similar to you where it was my role was uh, I'm not going to say unfortunately, but it just was one of those things where it's like somebody has to do it and I'm here all the time. Right. So it's going to fall on me um, because you can't trust our schedule. Right. And um, I think I was pretty similar to you and that it was my husband was not happy that I was always doing everything because I couldn't rely on him. Yeah. And so it took that communication tool with a therapist to say, okay, you need to talk to him about, you know, you need to talk to each other about what's going on. And um, I think it was really important just for us to remember that like, even though he's not here, he's still as part of the house. So right. if he's not attending the appointment, he needs to at least know about the appointment yeah. yep. <laughs> instead of me just doing everything and being super pissed off at him because I'm doing everything by myself. Right. But it was really me that was saying like, I'm not even going to tell you because you're not home. So you don't even deserve to be told. And it's like, right. that's, that's not healthy. Right. Um, but I, I can tell you, and I think, I don't speak for Chelsea, but I think we're on the same page. When they get older, it is, I'm not going to say easier. It's different. It's more manageable because they are um, not toddlers. And, <laughs> and I don't know, though. I feel like I don't it depends, know. right? I think it's more comp. I think, I think when they're toddlers, it's different. But I think it gets more complicated a little bit when yeah. they're older. Like I'm having this conflict right now because my child is a senior in high school mm -hmm. and he wants his father to be at the things that oh, seniors yeah. do in high school. And I'm sure Audrey just went through this just a few months ago. Um, and so I wouldn't say it makes it easier yeah. by any stretch of the imagination because the older they get, the more they understand the lack of time that they had with their parent. Mm -hmm. And so it's really imperative. And I'm saying this to every single first responder family in America and overseas, because we have those two. Um, take the time on the day you're not mandatory to spend it with your kid because mm -hmm. you're never going to get that time back and mm -hmm. they will miss it. Like, yeah. and you will regret it ultimately yep. because at mm -hmm. the end of your career, guys, the only thing you have left is family. Totally, totally agree. And I think that's something, I mean, with the whole becoming a stay at home mom, I think um, we fell into the trap 
especially with my, with our first two of like, I'm a stay at home mom. So he would come home and we'd have family time, which was great, but he never, he rarely had that one-on-one time with them. Um, and so the girls, our older two are very reliant on me. Um, and our son, when he came number three, we said, we need to do this a little differently and it needs to be dad time. Um, and it kind of correlated with my business too. I started working. It's on my schedule, my time, but like when you're off, you get, you get to be dad and I get to work. That's going to be my time. And the days I choose to work, I work or if I want to do alone time. I do that. And I think that was a huge shift And my son. Our son is, um, a lot more connected to him at a younger age than the girls ever were. And I got, I have to give it to my husband. He's, he's wonderful at that. He, when he's home, he is with our children doing stuff and he will be the dad at pickup every single time that he is home. I just wish it was more. Yep. As we all do, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Can you give us, give our audience a homework assignment? Sure. Give us one tip or it doesn't have to be one that will help them as far wives mm-hmm. with the, their self care and just their overall health. Yeah. Um, I think a hundred percent. So for me, and honestly, I hate to say it, it's not like pushing fitness, but we as human beings, we all benefit from exercise. Right. And it's, it's not, it's not an aesthetics thing. It's not a weight loss thing. It's endorphins. It's your health. Um, so I will always, always encourage fitness. And I think for me too, it gave me a a sense of strength. Um, and it's my daily reminder to myself of how strong I am. Um, so I'll always encourage somebody to do that, some type of workout, uh, to move your body and you can do that from anywhere. And that's, that's why these programs, this is why it worked for me is because like, no matter what, no matter if he was coming home or a strike team or mandatory or whatever, it couldn't be taken away from me. And it's 30 minutes where I'm like busting my butt and I'm so exhausted that I can't even think about how stressed I am about life. Right. You just, it eliminates it. And then you're done and you're like, I am strong. I did do these things and the kids are crawling at me and they cried half the time and I don't care because I did it and it feels amazing. So a hundred percent, I would do that. But I would say no matter what, I think, um, every single day, in your calendar, whatever that looks like, and we're managing the schedules of everything going on, there needs to be an amount of time in there for you to do something for you, whether it be the kids are around or awake, it doesn't matter. Like that guilt has to be removed. You deserve that time. Um, So telling your kids like, no, I'm not playing with you, or you've been fed, you've been changed, you can play independently is okay. It doesn't just have to be nap time that maybe got cut short by 30 minutes or an hour like that time should be non-negotiable filling it in with something that you know fills your cup that's for you to figure out again i highly recommend exercise at the very least but i'll tell you too i wake up early to do my workouts now um just because it helps set the stage for my day our kids are up early and it's time to go but i have now incorporated other self-care throughout the day uh, because it wasn't enough it wasn't enough and a workout is a human right. <laughs> it's not self-care. Like you're not, that's not the only thing moms need, right? We deserve more than that. So I would encourage every fire spouse to find that time that something they can do from home um, to give themselves that time. Because I'll tell you, I said this to my husband last night, there's this doctor I follow on Instagram. She's a parenting um, 
psychologist. Her stuff is wonderful. And she did this reel and she said, I felt mom rage, which we all know what that is, right? That mom rage where you're like at the brink. And she's like, and I felt it coming on. So I knew I needed to get outside and go for a walk. And <laughs> I died a little inside because I love her. I love her stuff. And I, in that moment, in that day, I was like, I can't go for outside for a walk by myself. I have been stuck at home for three days with these three children. They will not survive without me. When you have younger kids, obviously you can't leave them. There's nowhere for me to go. I would love to go for a walk and breathe the fresh air and the sunshine. And it just wasn't a possibility because it's like some of us don't have that option. Even if, you know, our spouse isn't coming home at eight o'clock at night, even to get outside, like we are here by ourselves and so it just it like lit my fire where i was like we have to be able to find something that really really serves us that we can do from home because it's a non-negotiable and the only one that's going to stop you from doing it is you and we can control that okay that's the best advice ever <laughs> i think Thanks. we've actually had people on this show that have phds for this stuff and didn't say it as well as you so yeah. Congratulations. That was well, thank you. I, yeah. This is what I've been preaching for three years because I believe it in the pit of my soul. It really did save me where I am today versus where I was four years ago. Well, and that just serve, the thing is, is that will serve your children yeah. until they are adults. You yeah. have literally exemplified self-care to your kids if you took yep. the time and it was non-negotiable. Yep. Um, you know, when I sit down to read a book, my kids know not to ask me for anything. And that yeah. is because I've been doing it since they were toddlers. You know yeah. what I mean? So exactly what you just said and seriously good for you. Like, yeah. thanks. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all feel that though. Cause we, and we know, I think a lot of moms think that and they see other moms are like, oh, good for you. But then their guilt weighs so heavily that they don't do that. And they need for whatever reason, someone's permission when no, my I my kids will watch me take care of myself. And I've said to them, mommy needs a break. I cannot answer more questions. Like that's such, it sounds like such a terrible thing to say to your child who's asking you a million questions, but you are at capacity. Like nobody else can speak to me right now because I'm at my limit and I want to serve you best. That means a reset. My friends, like I, yes. my friends used to think it was hilarious because our youngest child is a talker. He will talk your lit ear off. He just talks and talks and talks and there's no stopping him. Yeah. Um, and it could be about every random thing ever, but he just never stops talking. He's 12 and he still does it. <laughs> I would literally set a timer for him and say in for the next 10 minutes, you cannot speak. <laughs> and my, 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 my friends all thought it was crazy, but yeah. I'm like, you have to understand like this is mental warfare going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. The world is nonstop, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I freaking love that. Oh my gosh, I wish I had uh thought of that when I was when I had my little one because who my little one is a talker too, man. Also, but, <laughs> but now you can't get them to talk, so they're oh. teenagers and fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I All right, we're gonna switch to the hot seat. Chelsea's gonna put you on the hot seat, okay? I am. I'm sure you are aware of the hot seat, but just so you know, it's rapid fire questions that are just to get to know you better. Okay. Um, and just like, just fun stuff. So first question, how do you like to spend your time when your husband is off duty? Um, you know, we do a lot of beach walks. That's kind of our go-to. 
is he and I, and if we have the baby, usually we always have a kid is in a stroller and we do beach walks. It's kind of our time. We talk, we used to, before kids, we used to run together by the beach. We're very fortunate to live where we live and we, we try and take advantage of it. That's awesome. It's such a beautiful place, San Diego. I love it. It is. I know. What is one question you wished we had asked you and how would you have answered it? Oh gosh. Um, why take it to the next level and make this a business? Um, my fitness and this passion and turning it into a business, I think um, that I need, I want to take it to the next level. Doing those fitness programs was something for me, like I said, in my me time. Now being able to have a business also and to provide an income for my family and to remove myself from the mom role all the time and use my mind and my creativity um, to build a community and connect with other women and build a business. Like I'm actually a business owner. It is way more, there's way more logistics than just social media posts and reels. Um, gives me a sense of fulfillment and purpose and passion for what I get to do every single day. And it's that extra level of something for me, but I also don't have to take away from my family. Um, we've now found that balance where my husband has more time with the kids even. And it's just, it's a great balance for lack of a better word for us to be able to still remain a fire family, still have time to go camping right now and still work my business, still have something for me and bring in an extra income. It's awesome. What's an insult you've received that you're proud of? Oh, gosh, an insult I've received that I'm proud of. Um, that's a hard one. I think I've gotten, I get um, parent, I've gotten some parenting advice on my reels um, on disciplining my 18 month old for um, <laughs> throwing stuff. And honestly, I, I think the parenting stuff can be touch and go on social media because, you know, everybody has their opinions, but I'm so confident in, um, in the way we parent our children, just because I think every child is so unique. I don't think there's one parenting style that works for anyone. And it's just so laugh away. I mean, my kids are chaos and high energy and nuts, but I think my husband and I are the two perfect people to be raising them because, as hard as it is, some days we keep up. So her insult, I was like, good, good for you. I mean, if you think that that requires discipline, you should see all the other stuff going on in my house because it ain't bad. <laughs> right? Okay. I love it. Um, any books or movies you'd recommend to our listeners? Yes. Um, I sh oh my gosh, I talk about this. I, I'm going to ask Mel Robbins to pay me at this point. I talk about her stuff so often. Um, the Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Um, it's a personal development book, which I know most people hear personal development. And they're like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need to do that. Yes, you do. Um, you should follow her on Instagram anyways. Her stuff is just so motivating, inspiring. But this is something I've been pushing a lot on my Instagram to help serve my community. But in my challenge group, in my coaches, it's just a, um, it's her story, which I think is really, really impactful about wanting to change your habits and the, a very, very simple tool to use to do the things that are actually really easy to do, but we constantly aren't doing them because we let our mind wander and stop us from getting out of bed early when it's just that five second decision to get up or hit snooze and how it can change your whole life. So definitely a five second rule, Mel Robbins. Oh, I forgot to add a new question. question. And 
this is a new question and nope. it's for the month of October. So okay. what's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, easy. Reese's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Chelsea, you look disappointed in the Reese's. Come on. I'm not a chocolate fan. So Reese's. Chelsea, my daughter's name is Reese. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled with an S. Oh, no. mine, mine is those little individually wrapped starbursts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's Halloween starbursts? Yeah. What? what Halloween candy starbursts? They? they come in like a little two pack? Huh. Well, what flavor is it? They, it's like random. What? So you never know what you're getting. And yeah. All right. We do love Starburst in this house. I have a <laughs> have a gummy bear Starburst. Star Starburst. God, I can't even talk to you. Goodness gracious. Okay. Jessica, thank you for hanging out with us today. We totally appreciate your vulnerability. If you want to learn more about Jessica, she can be found on Instagram at Fit Family Fire, where she has a link tree with all kinds of links to info and more on her um, fitness journey. She's hilarious. And so real, it uh, grounds me daily when I watch your stories because I feel Thank like, you. okay, I can do this mom shit today. Like, I got yeah. it. We can do it. Even on the we can end. do it. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having me and for using this podcast to help all of us because we need all the support we can get. Yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. If you like the show today and want to keep hearing from us, please consider leaving us a rating and review. On any and all of your favorite listening apps, more specifically, Apple Podcast Reviews help us to gain more listeners and find more awesome guests like Jessica. So if you have a few moments, please leave one there. And that's all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Find us on social media at Dear Chiefs Podcast and online at DearChiefs.com. Tune in weekly for the 25,000-foot view of loving a first responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out. Thank <laughs> you.